Greetings from Hannibal, Missouri. And welcome to Rivertown Review, the podcast. An informative and hopefully entertaining look at all things Hannibal. With Megan Rapp. People tend to come, visit, they like it here, they move here. And Harold Smith. In our biased viewpoint, this part of the country, this community, is an excellent place to be from. And now, Rivertown Review, the podcast. And once again, we break up a perfectly good conversation to actually roll this thing. And actually start recording our perfectly good conversation. <laughs> Indeed. I may do that someday. Just sit down and just, and, and unbeknownst to Megan, just, just turn on the mic and or turn on the recorder and, and turn on the mics and just see what happens. You know, and it not being live. You know, if it's something where, I mean, it's not something like it's going to be something that's not appropriate because we don't do that. We don't do inappropriate conversation. We we, we, we do random. We do random. Yeah, that's what we do, random ramblings. And oh, by the way, welcome to episode 14 dun, of, dun, dun. of the Rivertown Review podcast. Yeah, we're getting to the point where we need some kind of fanfare or drum roll or or something. Rim, not rim shot. That's that's a whole, although we, yeah, there, there we've got we, the riverboat. We do. That's right. Yeah. All, all else fails. We do have the Mark Twain riverboat whistle, our, our, our halftime whistle. I, it, it is a halftime whistle because when you throw that in there, I've, I've listened to a couple of our podcasts and it feels like it's, it's like a, an audio version of the big cane coming out on like a vaudeville stage and just like pulling you off of there. Like, all right, you're done. Yeah. Break time. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody else is amused by it, but I'm sure as heck amused. Oh, by hey, that. well, that's just kind of this whole thing. I mean, I don't <laughs> know if anybody else is having a good time. We're having a ball. We're having a good time. You, you better believe it. So uh, we, for those of you who have decided to uh, to join us in this this random whatever it is that we're doing here, this 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 uh, sojourn in our virtual front porch, um, visiting about you know what whatever comes to mind, having to do. With uh, with Hannibal, I'm Harold Smith, and I'm Megan Rapp. Yes, and get get that taken care of as well. All of the all of, all of the usual opening formalities, and and let me see. Um, the last two podcasts, of course, if you were if you listened to those already, uh, it was uh, it was just usins. We uh, you know, started. Uh, we had some information about real and fictional uh, characters from Hannibal. We got a, a couple more people we want to cover as we go along here uh but I, I, sometimes in this world i don't know if it's because of my line of work being a, a radio guy or whatever i tend to overthink sometimes uh i think oh wait i have to be prepared i have to do this i have to do this there are people with information we have to have guests we can't just uh, do this just usins and then i listened to the last two two episodes that we did and i'm going that's why we did this in the first place. Yeah. Is just us. Let's do that some more. So let's just do it. And more. it might be your career for overthinking, but it is part of my genetic makeup. Uh-huh. So in that, in that, you know, we, we are peas in the podcast. And that, that's right. And, and that, and, and that's been some, so much of it with this. Uh, I mean, just, I mean, we both, when it came to the realization that we need to stop, you know, talking about a podcast and actually look into it, that was something we, uh, that was a realization. It's not like one of us said, yeah, let's do that and, and convince the other one. We pretty much came to it at the same time. And we both went back and listened to the last two episodes and go, yeah, we need to do that more. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so there you are. So, we're doing we're doing that more. Yes. So there, absolutely. And I, you know, I listened back to the first podcast about how you know it was, uh, you know, we started this because there's something special about Hannibal, and yes. Hannibal's created some really great people, <laughs> fictional and <laughs> and, and really, non-fictional yeah, alike, right. mm-hmm. and uh, we've got some fantastic things in this in this city we've got some really interesting people now um we have really interesting stories about people that came from here and so mm-hmm. we're we're going back to you know there is just something about this place that if you have not been here you need to come and if you have already come you need to bring some friends and come back because there are new things and new adventures to be had and uh, if you're looking for some place to hang your hat might want to think about Hannibal. Yeah, and there are there are people. Just when once you come here, you will run into people with uh, uh, all you know, that fit all of those descriptions. Matter of fact, uh, you are we this 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 season as this is recorded, we are coming to the to the end of, of July, and uh, I'm thinking of okay, bear with me here. Uh, our, our seasons of exhaustion. Uh, my season of exhaustion is is just coming to an end, and yours is just really getting underway. Riverboats, you're River, talking river about. Now, now, in, now, in my case, uh, I needed to, to do so, something to do in my spare time. So uh, we've talked, we've alluded, uh, talked a little bit about the the prospect league, the college league uh, that has a, a team in Hannibal that plays sixty games in sixty six days between the end of May and the beginning of August. And because you're so bored with nothing to do, you betcha. Yeah, they they needed somebody to do a webcast, and for their 30 i don't i don't do 60 games i just do 30 uh yeah some of them sometimes once or twice a week last week it was like five in one week one of the last two of which were a double header but that this is the last week for that uh however uh this is uh what the the, the first really full week of the big river boats coming to town yes um for for those of you that are not um aware or have only been half listening we are on the mississippi river yes we Hannibal. are um of course, known for Mark Twain, known around the world for Mark Twain. Yep. And so we have very large river boats that come and they dock. Um, and, uh, you know, the vis- the visitors get off the boats. And, that, that had and really become a thing in the last several years is the river cruises. River cruises yes. are are have exploded. I mean, yes. they, they were they were big for a while and then they kind of fell out of, of I don't want to say fell out of fashion, but it kind of uh, declined. And now they're they're back and they're building boats vengeance yes and so we have a ton of riverboat dockings here in hannibal and um you know part of the part of the day job we uh you know we want to we want to greet them make them feel welcome in hannibal and we have a ton a ton a ton of visitors that come off as we lovingly call them boat people mm-hmm. and yes. uh, they come and it's it's great because main street is one block away from where they get off the ship so yeah, right there they don't have to you know take a shuttle to our downtown area they just get off the boat and they can see see everything really and so it's um yeah it, the riverboat season is starting up um i've had some questions about oh well you know, the boats haven't been here as much this year. It's like that. No, they they never they never no. start in June no. or or July. They they start very tail end of July, and then it's August, September, October. Boom, 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 boom. One after another. Or boat, 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 boat. Yeah, yes, exactly. All of the above. And sometimes, some once in a while, and there's as 
we sit here, uh, there's it's coming up right away. Once in a while, you you have two boats here at the same time. Two large boats. Now, mm-hmm. um, of course, our riverfront is going to go under a um, a fantastic renovation soon. I'm very excited about that. And once that happens, we will a- actually be able to dock two river boats in Hannibal. Um, at the same time. Yes. Right now, when we have two boats, what happens is we have one dock in Hannibal and one dock in East Hannibal, mm-hmm. also known as Illinois, <laughs> across, yes, that, that across would the be river. It. Over there, yes. <laughs> over mm-hmm. over yonder. And then they just take the bridge and they come to, and they yes. come back. But um, so, yeah, that's river boats are a start. Mm, yes, they are. So that's, uh, and then and we want to talk about, of course, you, you've got kids, so school will start. In, in not too long. I haven't had kids at home for a very long time. So. August sixteenth. Ay ay ay. Yeah, kids. Yeah, back 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 when I was a boy. Yeah, it, I mean, school didn't start till the day after Labor Day. Yeah, but yeah. Anyhow, you do you do what you got to do. It's it's that time. Uh huh. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, the last time, of course, we got together, we talked about uh, famous people from Hannibal, uh, both uh, real and fictional. And uh, one that uh, that we did not get to at that point at uh, on those previous episodes was a gentleman by the name of William Lear, Bill Lear, uh, born in Hannibal in 1902. And uh, all we have to do, if you if you're still you know blanking out on Bill Lear, Lear, Lear Jet. Jet, yeah, that yeah. is that is uh, what he is known for. But that's that's just a part. That's just a small. Well, I shouldn't say a small. That's only one of the 120 (laughs) patents this man had. Now, uh, now don't come to Hannibal expecting to see the the William Lear, Bill Lear house. No. I I mean, (laughs) unfortunately, there's... I, I don't think he was raised on a boat like Ukulele Ike was, but yeah. I, I don't I don't know where he. I, I, there, I there is no place. There is no. There is no Im- place. Immortalized, at least not yet, uh, no. as the birthplace or the boyhood home or anything like that for Bill Lear. But what you could do is come to Hannibal, and every time you see an airplane in the sky, just kind of wave at it. Hey, there you go. Yeah, because it's that's he had a had a part in that. Not just not just the planes themselves. Well, I mean, even people in their vehicles. I mean, he. Uh, well, he, well, he was a mechanic, uh, quit school after eighth grade, got had an eighth grade education, did everything that he did, had all these patents, all this stuff with an eighth grade education, uh, became a, joined the Navy at the age of eight, lied about his age, uh, <laughs> to join, uh, the, the, the Navy in world war one, studied radio, uh, designed the first, uh, practicable there's your buck and a quarter word for the day practicable that's what it says right here on wow. this on this here page right here the well, first it must the first, be right yeah evidently yeah, absolutely i don't know if it was from, no i don't think it was from wikipedia yeah because everything on wikipedia is right everybody. don't get me started on wikipedia <laughs> that's a that's a whole nother we're episode going, we're gonna go there sometime <laughs> yes. you and your questionable twain quotes you brought to this but we'll, okay, yeah. we digress yeah I, I have shuffled those to the bottom of the stack mm-hmm. yeah because i was gonna trot those i was so proud and you looked at those and looked sideways at least a couple of times going, if i could nope, if i mind. could do the one eyebrow phrase, <laughs> yeah, 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 I would okay. have, but yeah do, do that yeah but anyway the first uh practical automobile radio car uh, radio first car radio so if you have a car radio which everybody has a car radio <laughs> I shut mine off. You didn't shut yours off, did you? I thought you? I turned it off, oh. and I apparently turned the, the ringer back on. Oops. Okay. Anyhow. Well, I, actually, no. That was intentional. That ah. was if you have a car radio, 
Ding, ding. Of oh. course, everybody has a car radio. Everybody. Yeah, there you go. That's right. You meant to do that. I did. Absolutely. Yes. It was um, not my husband asking if we were going to have lunch today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, kind of like the, the, the email and the message I got. Are we recording this today? Yeah, kind of like that. I didn't put it in my calendar. Yeah, so, oh, well, that, yeah. I, I, I completely, oh, boy, do I understand. Uh, the only thing was when he, he came out, he designed the first auto uh, car radio, did not have the financial backing to pro- actually produce the radio. So he sold the radio to this little company called Motorola uh, in 1924. Uh, Then, uh, 10 years later, he designed a universal radio amplifier. Universal in that it would work with any radio. And then the plans were purchased by the Radio Corporation of America, uh, RCA. They, They bought that. And then he that gave him the capital to expand his operations. Then he actually had the money to go with the brain power and then uh, made navigational uh, devices for aircraft, uh, made radios, uh, founded Lear Incorporated. Uh, you can basically thank William Lear for your job, pretty much. Uh, I mean, as a radio guy. Well, yeah, he was one of those. There's that Marconi guy that, uh, you know, kind of kind of did something along the way for that. No I have not been in radio long enough to have known Marconi, uh, so don't get don't let or or Bill Lear or or Bill Lear. Yeah, never. Yeah, he died in 1978, so yeah, I could have, but didn't. Uh, by 1939, more than half the private airplanes in the United States were using Lear radio and navigational equipment. Uh, then, in World War II, uh, developed some precision devices for Allied aircraft. Uh, after World War II, developed a new miniaturized autopilot that could be used on small fighter aircraft. Uh, so the the autopilots, no, not the not the uh, the the. And if you if you're thinking of the movie Airplane, uh, <laughs> it wasn't the the, the blow up auto uh, that was the autopilot. Uh, which now there's a scene that no, never mind. Uh, <laughs> they, the, the 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 edited version for TV doesn't have that scene on, or at least not the full scene of that but anyhow um where was we okay uh where was we where did that come from okay by uh, in the 1950s uh, sales for lear incorporated rose to 90 million dollars they had plants in the midwest on both coasts uh they uh, manufactured stereophonic sound systems miniature communication satellites and then he says to himself, self, he says, he wanted to expand into low-priced small jet aircraft for businessmen. There came the Learjet. Uh, so um, let's see. And then and the money that he wanted to spend on this, uh, when his board of directors would not approve the expenditure, uh, he, okay, let me back up. He, uh, his company uh, did the sound systems, did the communication satellites. Then he wanted to expand into the jets, his board of directors said, no, we, we, we don't want you to do that. So, okay, he sold his share of the company and formed Learjet Incorporated <laughs> in Wichita, Kansas, <laughs> produced the first compact jet in 1963. So, uh, and matter of fact, he, <laughs> he, in 1967, he sold his interest in that corporation, formed Lear Motors Corporation in the late 60s to produce a steam car. Uh, <laughs> this guy was just always the wheels were always turning a steam car a steam car 
I did not find any information about whatever happened to it. <laughs> So apparently not well, much. Well, they're not being, you know, no. I, I have not seen one go by no, recently. No, I mean, well, if we did, we'd see it on Labor Day weekend, probably. Mm-hmm. Steampunk Festival. Just, we need to find a Lear steam car. Need to, yes, there we go. That's the next That's the next project is to find a Lear steam car. Email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com if you own or know of the whereabouts of a steam car. Because yeah. this is something we must see. We've got to, we've got to check this out. You managed to miss my favorite Uh-oh. my favorite invention by by William Lear not because it really did a whole lot for I mean it, it's no Lear jet okay yeah it ain't the Lear jet but the eight track oh yeah the eight track yes he invented the eight track flare. now <laughs> you might look at me and say what do you know about eight hey, tracks? Exactly. You were young you, you weren't even a twinkle in your mama's eye when eight tracks were big. However, growing up, my yeah. parents had an eight track player. Mm-hmm. It was a little old. And for some reason, every Christmas, they had like three Christmas eight tracks like uh, with, with Christmas music on. So course. we would pop in the eight track and listen to Christmas music while we decorated the Christmas tree. Off of the and track. I remember distinctly. The Christmas that the eight-track player had oh, was no more. That it died. Uh, it, it didn't die oh, oh, in, oh. in the usual way. <laughs> oh, oh. Somehow, <laughs> it played both sides at the same time. Uh-oh. So you had two songs. Like, Frosty the Snowman and Silent Night should never be played simultaneously. No. No, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, not at all. So anyone that had an eight track player, you can thank Mr. So, Lear. So it had a so it had a seizure. And, it did. Yeah. Multiple personality disorder. <laughs> That's right. And that was the end of that Christmas, uh, that little Christmas tradition. Oh, but yeah, I'm I of course am old enough to have I didn't had not only had an eight track uh, player, I had an eight track recorder at one time. You were cutting edge. I was recording eight track tapes. And you had to keep track of the time because you had the tracks and you, know, you didn't want to have a song in the, you know, you didn't want it to change tracks in the middle of a song. You didn't, you didn't want that. That was not a good thing to have that chunk chunk in, in, the, in the middle of the song. That, that, that tends to, tends to, to, to Break, put a damper in the ambiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaks the mood. Yeah, <laughs> without, without a doubt. Thank you for joining us for the Hannibal Rivertown Review Podcast. We'll get back to the show in just a moment. We want to remind you that if you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Also, for comments and suggestions, you can email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com and visit us at rivertownreview.com and Rivertown Review on Facebook. We've covered Bill Lear, uh, including everything from Lear Jets to eight tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which would be a good way in, to segue into Helen Cornelius. But I have no idea who. I mean, I know who she is. But oh, okay. I, well, allow me. Is she, uh, is she super interesting? Uh, well, I think so. But okay. then, but then, you know, let me preface that by saying that you know, for the first, I mean, I've been in news radio for a long time, but probably my first twenty years in in radio from the early seventies to the early nineties, I was mainly in country radio. Huh? I was playing, I, I never played an eight track tape on the air. I played a lot of 45s, you know, that's a bad back in the day. But uh, Helen Cornelius uh, is someone who uh, is, uh, was born in Hannibal. Right. She um, was one of those, uh, for people who are fans of classic country, mm-hmm. 70s and 80s especially, mm-hmm. know, know who Helen Cornelius is. 
uh, grew up in this area. What's a song song I would know? uh, A song song that you would know. Um, Her main uh, claim to fame was the dude. She did uh, a number of duets with Jim Ed Brown. Um, And as far as anything that reached about the only thing that I can think of that someone who is not necessarily a country music fan would know, they did a cover version of the song that Barbara Streisand and Neil Diamond did, You Don't Bring Me Flowers. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they did a cover version of that uh, that did a little bit on the country charts. Okay, uh, Helen Cornelius, uh, a native of Hannibal, um, she first came to some prominence. Uh, she did local talent contests. I mean, she she was not a kid when she started uh, pursuing her musical dream. She was an adult, was married, was had a family, was active in the church. Uh, and all of this, but back in the day, back where we have America's Got Talent now and those kinds of shows, there was a show called the Ted Mack Original Amateur Hour. This was 1970, and Helen Cornelius entered that show, and people would call in, would write in to cast their votes, and she won on Ted Mack's Original Amateur Hour, and one of the prizes of that, the main prize, was a recording contract, uh, put out a single on uh, Capitol Records. Um, the name of the song was Your Love Must Be Free. Um, after I got into radio, I played that occasionally because she was a local gal. I was in Bowling Green. I was in Pittsfield playing country radio at the time. And so to have somebody from the area, local love. you betcha. And see, I think that some of our listeners are not, are, are maybe, you know, have never heard of Helen Cornelius. And I had heard of her, but I didn't know anything about her. So I, this is really, I mean, we're, this is, the educational portion of the podcast. There you go. Absolutely. Everybody's going to learn something new. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and I, I did have the chance to, to interview her a few years ago when they had the uh, sesquicentennial for the Rawls County Courthouse. Hmm. Uh, it's been a few years mm-hmm. ago, but Helen Cornelius came uh, back and uh, anybody who knows classic country also knows the name Leroy Van Dyke. They, they came together and did a show on the Rawls County Courthouse lawn. So she came and there was a news conference and all of that. And I got to interview her uh, and she kind of, uh, she went to Nashville, uh, kind of made, made the rounds, put out some singles that had moderate to minimal success. And then in 1970, uh, 76, uh, she signed with RCA records and, um, the, uh, the way that she and Jim Ed Brown got together there, they both had the same record producer and the executive, well, the, anybody knows country music knows the name Chad Atkins, a classic guitarist. Everybody knows who Chad Atkins is. Even I know who Chad Atkins is. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but he was an executive with RCA records, went to, um, Jim Ed Brown's producer, Bob, a guy named Bob Ferguson, and said, I've got this song that is that can be a hit, can be a big hit for Jim Ed, but it's better as a duet. It would be better. So have you got a girl singer that you could put with Jim Ed Brown and record this song? And he said, well, I've got this, this girl singer that just signed with RCA, and she's done a couple of singles that have done okay. Maybe they would work together. And look, the girl the singer. The rest is history. The rest is history. That was Helen Cornelius. Uh, she uh, she and Jim Ed Brown had never met until they. I think the recording session was like in Dallas or someplace mm-hmm. like that. And so she flew to Dallas. The ter- the exact words that she told me when I talked to her were she was green as a gourd, and went to Dallas, met Jim Ed Brown, 
and who who was who was legendary in country music. He and his his sisters started out. They had been recording since the fifties. They had wow. had crossover hits back in the day, and he had had a lot of country hits uh, in through the sixties and and into the seventies. Here comes this little gal from the sticks. And- Here comes this gal from little old Hannibal Moe. And uh, they got together, and uh, the, the folks, again, who are country fans will know the song, I Don't Want to Have to Marry You, was the name of the song. And she said, and she told me, she said, she said they went into the studio, recorded that song. Six weeks later, that song was number one everywhere. Every country chart in the, in the world, that song was the number one song. And her world changed like like that she went i mean she used the term whirlwind i mean she had to any touring schedule she had went by the wayside they had hit jim ed had she had to tour with jim ed uh they of course they had they had this single and so now since it's such a big hit you got to record an album to go with it so you got to go back in the studio to do that he had a television show at the time called nashville on the road uh, that used to be on, was one of those, they had the country music shows after the 10 o'clock news on Channel 7 on Saturday nights, and that was one of them. He and Jerry Clower were the stars of that, and so Helen became a part of that. So she went from comparatively nothing to boom the hottest thing going. Uh, they won, in 1977, they won CMA Vocal Duo of the Year. Uh, they got Single of the Year and Album of the Year. Uh, for I Don't Want to Have to Marry You and the, the album that, that followed that. Uh, the Academy of Country Music, uh, she got the Best New Female Vocalist uh, Award. Uh, so it was, uh, it was quite the deal. Um, some of the songs, uh, Morning Comes Too Early, Fools Lying in Love With You, You Don't Bring Me Flowers, Saying Hello, Saying I Love You, Saying Goodbye. Again, people that know country music know this. Um, that uh, That collaboration uh, came to an end uh, 1980 she went on her own solo career she toured with a number of different uh, artists Conway Twitty is one that she toured with something else that I didn't realize um, there was a musical in the 80s well it's it's maybe still around somewhere there was a musical and there was the musical Annie Get Your Gun oh, yeah. and a number of well yeah everybody's heard of Annie <laughs> Get Your Gun of course um, but what I didn't realize is that for a time on Broadway in the mid-80s, Helen Cornelius played uh, the lead role in Annie Get Your Gun. I knew Reba McIntyre had. I knew there mm-hmm. were some others who had. But I didn't realize until I read this that Helen Cornelius was... Uh, That's in... my daughter's favorite musical. Aha! We have that. Well, we have the... Obviously, we have the TV well, DVD. But well. I've list, I've heard that so many times. My only question mm-hmm. is you have so many of the stars nowadays that shoot to fame and then they crash, you know, mm-hmm. shave their heads or do or <laughs> or or have horrible pictures taken of them. Mm. Did she handle success well? And, I mean, uh, she As a matter of fact, when when I when I interviewed her, uh we talked about the fact that, you know, in this day and age you have so many people, so many of these of the musicians of the of the artists and you know, like that that get have that kind of mega stardom success at an early age uh, and aren't emotionally equipped 
and maybe don't and, and aren't grounded well enough to be able to handle that kind of thing. And that's when those kinds of things happen that you're talking about. But as I said, uh, Helen, she was, like I said, she was married, had a family before any of this success came along. And so she was grounded, grounded in her faith uh, and, you know, was able to, to, to handle that. Uh, you know, she wasn't a 14 year old oh, gal. She was not at all. She, was all, she yeah. had already had enough life experience that you yes, bet. the whirlwind came, but she was, well, but, that's a, that's a good story. But, but since then, yes, yeah, she's toured. She toured with the Statler brothers. She's, uh, uh, she, she, and she has, she has grown as a performer, uh, over the years where now, uh, where before it was basically, well, she was there because Jim Ed was there, but she's. She's been able to spread her wings, as they say. Uh, they've done, her and Jim Ed uh, team have, have done reunion tours a couple of different times. Jim Ed passed away last year. Uh, and uh, since, I mean, she, of course, as, <laughs> as a lot of, country, a lot of old, older country artists will do, she spent time in Branson for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I, can ta- I, can I say it? Uh, ta- 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 Taylor Swift uh, uh, said, said it. Uh, during what was her song? The song Mean, where she used the line washed up in Branson. Uh, she, I don't think so. She, well, there were, there were people that, that heard that. Whether she actually said that, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of up for up for discussion. And uh, trust me, I've got a ten year old daughter, so I have heard me some Taylor Swift. Oh, I'll bet, oh, I'll oh bet my you goodness! Have. Yes. Well, no, it's just uh, yes. That's you, there are a lot of those classic musicians that you can now go but, see. And but, but she's she's still around. She's uh, uh, she she took some time off after Jim Ed died because he was a very special person in her life. And but she's she's back on the road from all I went to her website. She's got a website that's back up now, uh, and uh, doing well. She is she is in her seventies now, uh, but still still going strong. Um, as long as and again when I interviewed her several years ago, she says as long as she can she can still hit 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 pitch uh, and is still able to perform, she's gonna go out there and perform because that's you know it's not if it's what you like to do. Yeah, that's what you do exactly. And we have well, look at the time. Goodness gracious, we have we here we here we are again. And you know, and once again, you know, some people that I knew nothing about, you know, we can talk about them. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even if we know nothing about anything, we, it has not stopped us, uh, and probably never will. <laughs> yeah. All you need in this life is ignorance, ignorance and, and confidence. confidence, and success is sure. And I think that should probably be the theme of, what is this, episode 14 now? 14, yes. Mm-hmm. Ignorance and confidence. Thank you, not Wikipedia. Uh, yes. That'll be another episode. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole Megan's rantings on Wikipedia. Okay, I'll just, I'll just put my feet up for that one. Yeah, uh, but uh, again, we thank you uh, for, for listening, downloading, subscribing, leaving nice reviews, lots of stars. Maybe we should do the same thing, uh, you know, the reverse psychology as far as the reviews go. Maybe we should do the same thing for sponsors. Uh, thank you. Thank you for all of <laughs> your sponsorship. Thank you for sponsorship. Exactly. Of this fantastic podcast. You betcha. Yeah. Like, like, like I said, that pretty well sums it up. Well, we, we hope you're having a good time because Lord knows we are. <laughs> <You know. laughs> as much fun as you can have in a 10 a.m. on a Monday. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's a whole. That's, that wasn't what I thought you were going to say, but I'm glad you did said what you did say. Uh, 
I don't know. My, I'm me, Megan Rapp. And, and, and I'm Harold Smith. Yeah, the, let's just let's just shut this thing down uh, before we get in the before we get in trouble. Yeah, we thank you for joining us for the Hannibal Rivertown Review podcast, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> thank you for joining us for Rivertown Review, the podcast. For more information on all things Hannibal, visit our website, RivertownReview.com. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, please email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com. And be sure and join Megan and Harold next time for Rivertown Review, the podcast. <laughs>